Hello, nomads, and welcome to episode 53. My name is Brandon. I am the host of this episode of the Nomads of Fantasy podcast, and I am also here with Eric. What we do in life echoes in eternity. Oh, that's a lot yeah. That is a good one. And I also have Dave. You knew Marcus Aurelius? I did not say I knew him. I said he touched me shoulder once. <laughs> touched me <laughs> he shoulder? Touched me what shoulder. Is he? he touched me on the shoulder once. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a quote from Gladiator, and that was a, I don't know, a horrible a Gladiator announcer guy. That's what I was doing. Like an old man. Yeah, <laughs> the guy with the crazy eyebrows. Uh, so yeah, we're totally referencing Ridley Scott's 2000 Roman epic gladiator. What a fun movie to talk about. Not, I don't, I don't think it's a fun movie. Uh, maybe if you like war and people killing each other with their that's, big muscles. But That's the character, though. He's, he's against the war, but he just kills because he has to. I don't know it was that old, though. It's 20, 22 years old now. Mm-hmm. Yep, 2000. And fucking holds up for it definitely 22 up. years old. Yeah. Now, impressive. Dave and I have seen this movie, but Eric, you have not seen nope. this movie. I'm the virgin here. This was my first time. So, yeah, so we'll get we'll get back to that. But uh, you ask other people if they've seen this or if they had thoughts about it. So if you want, let's check out our social corner. Sure. Um, What's going on there? Well, first off, let me plug our Discord. Uh, we actually sort of went public with it this week. We put the link out there. But... Um, if you want to join, that's the nomads of fantasy.com slash discord. If you want to hang out with us, talk about nerdy stuff, we're always hanging out in there. Um, but I asked a question, uh, in there and on Twitter and our socials as well, but just for any comments, questions, memories that you have, uh, end of all hope in our discord says, I love this movie. One of my favorites, mm-hmm. um, on Twitter at nomads of fantasy, our good buddy, Jake Iveson says, I really think this movie helped my love of history. I've always been a huge Ridley Scott fan, hmm. and this movie is one of the many greats. Russell Crowe's performance is so great, and Joaquin Phoenix makes such a great bad guy. Okay. Wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. Uh, Level Zero Pod on Twitter as well, which uh, Preston, our friend that joined us for the Indies episode a couple weeks ago, um, he says, he asks a question, I, th- I think we can answer this one uh, now. He says, how familiar are you with other Ridley Scott works? Do you think this is his best? That's a good one. Uh, or we can save that for later. But um, And also, fun fact, Commodus in real life tried to rename Rome Colony of Commodus. And then this question <laughs> I think we should save uh, for later because I think it's a good one. Do you think Joaquin Phoenix captured his insanity well or does he just come across as petulant and bratty? So we got a couple good questions there. Definitely come. I think he was, I wrote it down that he has like that. We were talking about it earlier, that, that Joffrey instability where like, you don't know when he's going to snap. You don't know how he's going to snap. Because Joffrey in game of Thrones was a little more free with his murder and stuff like this, but Commodus, he did, you know, I, did you guys watch the extended edition or the regular edition? No, I just watched the regular Okay. Regular. Was there? Did he execute the uh, execute two guys? Was there a scene in there? I heard about this with. Um... I don't think so. Okay. I don't think that was in the original cut. Yeah. All right. Ah, Why? Well, he, uh, he just shows how he finds that he finds the two people that 
uh, found the dead bodies from oh. the beginning when Maximus escapes. Oh, okay. There's two guys that are left over, and he has them executed, but he's talking shit to his general, and it's this whole tense scene. It doesn't really have it. There's a couple of scenes that you could tell from the extended that were just like out of nowhere, but mm-hmm. yeah, he, he's got a little bit of Joffrey in him, I think. Sorry. What do you guys uh i i'm i wish i would have watched this before we did our villains episode uh, I because i re- i wrote it down like he should have been in the running for greatest villains because he was probably one of the best movie villains that i've seen like just the stuff that he does is just so evil just for his own benefit um so i thought he was a fantastic villain well he's clearly mentally unstable oh yeah and oh, yeah. he has a thing for his sister he has this love <laughs> for his father. He didn't get enough attention from his father, and he's like, he has this. Lo- it's he just has this warped mind. Um, but obviously the performance is fantastic. I think it's great. I think if you, I think if you're a fan of this movie, I think he's part of the reason why you like it because he's such a good villain. I mean that final act, that's how a villain goes out. I love every second of that final fight. So, yeah, I think he, he makes the movie. Fuck yeah. A good villain makes a good movie. It does. It really does. This one didn't have our, I guess, you know, we always say set places as characters in the movie. This one didn't really have one. It was more of uh, it's pretty epic character drama. And yeah, but fucking 22 years old. Damn. Yeah. Well, uh, was, there, was there any other comments? No, that was it. Uh, thanks for everybody that wrote in uh, with your thoughts on Gladiator. Um, you can follow us at Nomad to Fantasy, Twitter and Instagram, and hop in that Discord if you want to talk to us. All right, see you there. That. Let's take a <laughs> get your snacks ready and all that <laughs> stuff. And when you come back, we'll be getting into the, the arena with the gladiator. And we're back, and this time we're talking about Gladiator. So yes. cool. Such a cool movie. Um, Eric never saw it. That's a that's a great driving point for this conversation because you're kind of coming in very fresh. Where I've, I've really seen this movie probably ten times, I think. I oh, saw wow. it in college a lot, yeah. and my roommate was going to school for, like, media and film or something like that, so... He was really into cinema, and that movie just hit at the right time in 2000. 2000 yeah, I was, like a, I was a freshman. So, Can I just say I love movies with, like, one-word titles? Just Gladiator, Alien, you know? Gets it right Just across. more punchy, yeah. yeah. Dread. Tells you what exactly. <laughs> Rambo. Exactly what it is. 
which is funny that uh, Gladiator and Alien back to back Ridley Scotts, which we're doing Alien next week. So, yep, yep. There's something to be said about the 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 touch of quality that Ridley Scott can put on a film, and you know, like Dave, you mentioned where it holds up because this movie's like 20 years old, and holy cow, it. 22? 22 yeah. years. 22 years old. At the time yeah. of this recording, yeah. It's crazy. He's got, like, you go down the list of movies that he's done, too. It's kind of ridiculous the amount of quality that he's put out over the years from certain 77, but Alien, Blade Runner, Legends that we talked about before, one of Tom Cruise's earlier ones, but I don't know. The, the list goes on and on. We could do an entire season of Ridley Scott stuff. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I feel like I've been introduced to Ridley Scott semi recently like the first time I watched Alien I, I watched it in college for the first time um, but I mean Blade Runner was the first time I saw Blade Runner for the podcast and now Gladiator the first time I saw Gladiator so I feel like I've become a recent Ridley Scott fan uh, which is nice getting introduced to his works I saw there's like a painting like, I saw this thing on the internet where, like, there was, like, a painting out there, some old-ass painting about a gladiator with, like, really cool armor. Um, and uh. he's, like, about to strike maybe, like, the final blow. And this just seeing this painting gave him the idea for this film. The producers, yep, right here. Show, he showed Ridley Scott a copy of Jean-Léon Germain's 1872 painting, Police Verso which depicted a gladiator awaiting the judgment of his fight by a Coliseum crowd who would move their thumbs depending on if they believe they should live or die. And police verso means thumbs down. Oh. Even, so yeah, I, and I 19th guess that's even, century. It's, it's the opposite way, too, in, I guess, reality, or what Wikipedia is. The, uh, yeah. The if thumbs up means you die. Thumbs oh, down really? means... Like, <clears throat> thumbs down like, means they live like, in yeah. real in reality. Thumbs Put it in the like, ground. The, yeah, that's the sword. Putting it in the ground, and then the other one was a gesture to oh. the neck, as in you know, strike the final yeah. blow. It was up towards their neck. That makes more sense. But okay. really, Scott said, "Yeah, but it looks much cooler if it's like yes, good thumbs up." I mean, because you got to think of the general audience when you make stuff like this. It would be confusing if they did. Yeah, if they were trying to be historically accurate, the wider audience would not know that. Yeah, and I think we're at the point now where, like, if Hollywood's trying to do a timepiece, you just know, do they always have to say, like, there was some exposition in the beginning of this film, but they didn't say what you're about to see is based on a true story or this is based on a true event or something like that. They're just, it's called Gladiator. It's Rome. Yeah, you know, loosely, and then loosely just roll tied. With it. Yeah, you know. Because we're talking so, about, like, how, like, Maximus is made up for the movie, but Commodus... Com- what is it? Commodus and his sister are both real. They were real. Right. Exactly. Marcus Aurelius was real. Yeah. yeah. They're all rulers. It's just kind of plucking of the some Roman, stuff. Roman Empire. Yeah. Yeah. They, they plucked this specific. Which is all you need. In time in the Roman Empire. Yeah. You know. Um, which made sense. I feel like it's a good. It was a good time period for them to pick like this turning point. I mean, this didn't actually happen in reality, but whatever. We're talking about the movie. But this turning point where Marcus Aurelius, you know, has ruled over the this, the Roman Empire for how many ever years semi-peaceful but he wanted to his dying wish was for maximus to basically try to convert rome back to a republic Mm -hmm. um because he thinks that's 
what would have been best for the people, but obviously Commodus did not agree with that. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> going back to Eric and your, you know, fresh experience with this movie, you have this really awesome opening battle. You really see it's like a great way to start an epic. Like why is it why is he a gladiator? And then you see that holy shit, this guy was kind of like top dog. You know, he was just really yeah, I mean, good he at was... being a general and got the men. Like the way yeah. they change, I love the, how the, the, there's some patterns that they repeat through this film, or like when yeah. they learn Spaniard or whatever, when they learn his name, Maximus, but they well, yeah. chant him. Like they, they, he just everywhere he goes, he's respected. Yeah. Like instantly, um, he earns the respect of the men around him. And you could, yeah, like you said, he's seeing him starting out as a general. Like you can tell that his men. Will respect him, respected him, and followed him. You know, anywhere he that goes. That first shot in there, it shows like a little bird, and it shows like him smiling at the bird, and like you can already tell, like they're. It's a good characterization right there. So early in the film, like you automatically like the guy, smiling at a bird. He's a gentle, blah blah blah, and then he's about to go fucking murder these barbarians. Like mm-hmm. when he gives yep. the signal, you unleash hell, and you go. And. Let's that see. battle was pretty sweet. Just like the, the, the quote that he says, you know, he like kind of says the one joke and then he says what we do, what what we do today echoes in eternity or something like that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I love a good speech to the men before a battle, you know? Sure. Oh yeah. Yep. Got to hype them up, get them rallied and let them go. Yep. Let them go do we were thing. talking why it looks so good. It's like they did use a lot of practical effects. Like, I mean, a lot of the effects are dudes getting stabbed and blood and gore and stuff. But like mm-hmm. the initial battle scene, they actually did burn down that forest. Like it's not CG or anything. They ended up okay. I didn't I know that where it was. I think it was in actual Germany. But the he got permission to actually burn down a forest as part of like deforestation in a certain area. So like it's actually That's legit. Cool. So I think part of the reason why it looks so good still is that it's actually all legit and real so i oh, won't well, even the impressive. <laughs> even the i mean obviously there's heavy cg in like when they're in rome yeah like all of that, that is, is CG. it's like, really cool how they did it though but it still looks really good like, you can see why this movie like, won so many awards yeah let's just let's just go through the list here really sure. quick uh five academy awards best picture best actor for Russell Crowe, best costume design, best sound, and best visual effects. It won these or it was nominated? Those are the wins. Okay, damn. Yeah, and there's some really yep. impressive CG. So I think I think it's common knowledge now if you're a fan of this movie, but uh, Oliver Reed passed away. He was the guy who played Proximo. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he oh, was shit. like... He drank his ass off like during production. He just he was at a bar and he was like drinking his ass off. He drank so much. It's like absurd amount. And he just had a heart attack and died like right there, I guess, or something like that. So they oh, had wow. his character was supposed to survive, but they ended up killing him off and I guess using some footage. And But anyways, they basically deep faked <laughs> himself somehow. They There's a scene when he gives uh, Maximus the keys during the fight, like yeah. when he's there. He, they're being attacked and he's leaving um that night uh yeah he's supposed to yeah that's what they did in that scene um that they put his face but it wasn't real it's was all cg and yeah, at 2000 oh, like that's really good because like look at how close they're getting with luke in um 
you know, uh, the book of Boba Fett, like the CG is getting really good with Luke Skywalker's face, not just a hundred percent. Like I can see that it's not, you know, but, but with 2000 gladiator, I was really impressed because it tricked me then. And it, if I didn't, know I didn't that, even I wouldn't, notice you wouldn't know. No, I didn't. So know that's why they won I the award because that. of shit like that. And then if you see how they made Rome, like they took a, a like a road with a fucking a couple buildings on the side and a lake in the background, and they layered in Rome where the Colosseum is, and like that's nuts. I even oh, saw a thing insane. where I saw this thing on YouTube where they kind of showed the making of it, and they they it's crazy. They did like a three D scan or something like that of the Colosseum, but it's too big to recreate the Colosseum for a movie. But yeah. they did make a legit chunk of it at least the bottom part like a third of it but like the bottom part hmm. and then they they added everything else with computer uh mm-hmm. produ- that, uh, post-production yeah, they built they built a replica of about one third of the coliseum which is still in fucking um, impressive it was kind of yeah it was just like, for a movie and then they're gonna dump it after <laughs> yeah two-thirds of height so i like yeah I think that adds to the practicality of it's how a good blend. it looks because they 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 do have yeah they have some practical and then they built the CG on top of it. I will say one of my favorite scenes, like just uh, like cinematography wise, mm-hmm. was when they were going into Rome with that long road. I don't know if you know the shot I'm talking about, but that's one of my favorite yeah. shots in the movie. Like it's beautiful, like that long road you can see them making their way to Rome, and then you just see the mm-hmm. shot yep. of Rome in the background with the Colosseum yep. in the middle. Like, yep. Such a good shot. It's, there's a lot of good shots in this movie. Like, a lot of good shots. I don't know if there was concept art or what involved. I would love to see it, because knowing really Scott, he probably had some really, really good concept art. But yeah, uh, so anyways, if we go talk about the story a little bit, um, you know, there's that big battle, right? Mm-hmm. And they whoop ass. And then it becomes a drama a little bit. And we get to meet... Uh, was it Marcus Aurelius, the emperor? Mm-hmm. Dumbledore. Original, original Dumbledore. Original Dumb- <laughs> Dumbledore. Yeah. Yep. Oh, it is. Richard yeah. Harris. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he kind of he says, he does something that really kind of sets the motion of this film, which is they're like, look, I'm dying. And I, I don't even know what Rome is anymore. But when I see you and I see what you can do and what you mean to people, like that to me feels like Rome. And I don't see like i can't like my daughter can't you know acquire rome after i pass so it'll go to my son commodus but he's he's troubled he's not <laughs> fucking weasel. right in the head yeah and i don't you know like you're my son like if i you you should be the person and of course a, a great character is gonna look at this and say no thank you and he does he says no thanks um i just want to go home i want to go home to my wife and my kids and that it sets up everything. Let us talk together now. Very simply, as men. Well, Maximus. Talk. Five thousand of my men are out there in the freezing mud. Three thousand of them are bloodied and cleaved. Two thousand will never leave this place. I will not believe that they fought and died for nothing. And what would you believe? They Maximus? fought for you. And for Rome. What is Rome, Maximus? I've seen much of the rest of the world. It is brutal and cruel and dark. Rome is the light. Yet you have never been there. You have not seen what it has become. I am dying, Maximus. 
When a man sees his end, he wants to know there was some purpose to his life. How will the world speak my name in years to come? Will I be known as the philosopher, the warrior, the tyrant? Or will I be the emperor who gave Rome back her true self? There was once a dream that was Rome. You could only whisper it. Anything more than a whisper, and it would vanish. It was so fragile. And I fear that it will not survive the winter. Maximus, let us whisper now, together, you and I. You have a son. Tell me about your home. My house is in the hills above Tehillo. Very simple place. Pink stones that warm in the sun. Um, kitchen garden that smells of herbs in the day. Jasmine in the evening. Through the gate is a giant poplar. Figs, apples, pears, the soil. Marcus, black. Black like the, my wife's hair. <laughs> Grapes on the south slopes, olives on the north. Wild ponies playing in my house. They tease my son. He wants to be one of them. When was the last time you were home? Two years, 264 days, and this morning. I envy you, Maximus. It was a good home. Worth fighting for. There is one more duty that I ask of you before you go home. What would you have me do, Caesar? I want you to become the protector of Rome after I die. I will empower you to one end alone, to give power back to the people of Rome and end the corruption that has crippled it. Won't you accept this great honor that I have offered you? With all my heart, no. must be you. But surely a prefect, a senator, somebody who knows the city, who understands her politics. But you have not been corrupted by her politics. And Commodus? Commodus is not a moral man. You have known that since you were young. Commodus cannot rule. He must not rule. You are the son that I should have had. Commodus will accept my decision. He knows that you command the loyalty of the army. I feel really bad for Maximus. Need some time, like you said, so. all he wants to do is go home. He, wants to, he wanted to win this battle. He's like, okay, we won. Time to go home to my farm with my wife and my kid and my fig trees. And then he gets, he basically just gets caught in the middle of this like family dispute. Cause that's what it really is. Like the family dispute between Marcus Aurelius and Commodus mm -hmm. and Maximus kind of just gets caught in the middle. Um, Cause Marcus Aurelius, he kind of, I mean, he views Maximus as a son and Maximus views him as kind of a father to him. Cause he didn't really have a father. Uh, so there it's just like, feuding family it's you know 
I feel really bad for Maximus just because he, you know, he just wanted to go home. <laughs> That's all he wanted to do this entire movie. Yeah. I don't know. The way that Marcus Aurelius dies, too, is kind of like Commodus smothers him while he's like hugging him and crying. I'm like, I'm like, that's kind of a weak way to go. But he's he's a frail old man. So. Uh, So, yeah, sweet Dumbledore gets murdered. But to try and kill Marcus, he escapes. He goes home and they beat him home. I thought. I forgot when he like got killed, like he didn't go back to the army that was just there. Cause obviously he's going to get murdered right away. He tries to get home before the Romans get there or the rest. The of editing it. makes it feel like he's getting there to set in the right time, but yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Shit's already yeah, fucked the whole up thing. by the time he gets there. <clears throat> yeah. Right. I mean, even before that, well, they kind of mark Maximus as a traitor. Just because he didn't want to join Commodus in his Yo, conquest to be the new emperor. How cool was that scene when they take him? Because they, you know, when when the betrayal happens, and they have to mm-hmm. take Maximus out to behead him. They go to execute him, and he's him, like, yeah. "At least give me a soldier's death." Soldier's death, dude. It's so and yeah, it's just so that badass. he was like a superhero, or like I don't know. It was just so cool because <laughs> he makes his move. And then the other guy can't get his sword out, and he's like, "You fucking rookie!" Because these are Commodus's men; they have like black armor. They're not wearing because the armor in this movie is really cool. Like, they're, yeah, they're not. Maximus. Yeah, they're, they wear the black armor, and uh, these fucking scumbags. But he's just like opens up his sword, and he can't unsheath it. And he's like, "Frost <laughs> six. And then uh, so he he takes those two guys out. He, he like at one point he, he like throws the one sword at somebody. Oh, yeah. Threw a sword and then the and shot got him off the horse. And the shot of him just like menacingly walking from out a tree like behind a tree looking at you. It's just like you can't stop That's, me. It was the, I'm loose dude, now. Yeah, it was that moment. I mean at, in the beginning like in the first battle you could tell he knew how to ha- handle himself like in a fight. Of course. Um, but I feel like this is the scene that really sets the tone for how he actually at like fighting and surviving. Yes, yes, absolutely. So there he uh, he ends up, you know, getting his horse or whatever and escaping and sending his buddy that don't like his only friend. He has like a couple of friends in this film, but um, Cicero, I think his name was. Yeah. But he's just like mm-hmm. you know, um, I think Cicero even gives him no. What, does he give him the the wife and yeah later child in the movie stuff? Or that's later on. Okay, yeah. That's you're, later. you're introduced yep. to that and then they talk, they have that moment. Yeah. Um but yeah, there's some some good drama. There's really cool like I don't know, action obviously. Um but all this happens in the first act and then you kind of transition into this um all right, well, you know, his family's killed off and he when he was fighting those guys when he was escaping, oh, that's right, on the horses, he actually got caught pretty bad on his arm, mm-hmm. but he ignored it to get home. So he's kind of got that infected arm, and he's been kind of bleeding and not eating and taking care of himself. So he's just kind of given up on life. And then it looks like slave traders find him, scoop him up. Yeah, like on his own home property. Like that was kind of, I thought that well, was Well, it's weird. burned down, so they probably like, oh, they're, let's they're go, done. Right. Let's, let's go pillage. And they're like, oh, there's somebody here. And He's unconscious. Yeah, that was the only part that I was a little like confused by. Why would this huge caravan be traveling through? Like, because he he owned he must have owned that land that his farm was on. Right. Yeah. So like, why why were they there? But whatever. That's just whatever the movie for you. Um. But yeah, he gets taken up by these uh, slavers and basically gets sold to 
Pro- this is where we get in- introduced to Proximo when he's kind of running mm. the uh, the gladiator arena out Some in sh- shit the water desert, town, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, How did you feel about Proximo as a character? I liked him. Uh, at first, I wasn't sure of his motivations. Like, I, I feel like he mostly just wanted to. He was. He he kind of said it himself. Like, he's a businessman. He wants to make money. You know off these dudes fighting each other. Um, but obviously I feel like he kind of reveals himself as a, you know, a character with good intentions and morals towards the end there. Cause he was, you know, siding with Maximus yeah. at the end. Um, well, but I like Proximo as a character overall. When you get the story about how he was a gladiator and he won his own freedom, that's kind of when you're like, Oh, like this. So this is dude is like the old, the old retired vet yeah. gladiator. Yep. That. So when, Win the crowd, win your freedom. Yeah, win the crowd. Yep, that's right. Yeah, because, I mean, in the beginning when Maximus was just kind of instantly murdering everybody, like, the crowd, like, this is when you get the famous line, are you not entertained? <laughs> like, like he, I mean, it's not entertaining for him just to come out and kill everyone instantly and then walk that's, away, you know? That's where I got, that's where my pro wrestling instinct started to kick in, where I was like, you gotta work the crowd you gotta work the crowd and he was like he was like the stone cold steve austin of gladiator shit where he just come out he'd stun everybody he'd just give everybody the fucking finger chuck a sword at somebody (laughs) and just walk away and just fucking storm off in his boots so there's a lot of pro wrestling tie-ins here like prox proximo would be like his corner like his ring man or like uh like like mickey and rocky he's like his man like teaching him how to work the crowd and stuff like that so yeah it's like a sport all to itself it, it, it's cool it's cool because <laughs> like we like video games and video games have bosses and they have levels and it's i don't know it's just like you for for this movie that play takes place in ancient rome it's just such a cool idea to focus on this super badass military trained guy but make for like find a reason for him to be working his way from the bottom as a as like this slave warrior and mm-hmm working his way up to the top to kill the emperor. I think and they did. There, That's like a cool There was a line. game that I remember back on PlayStation 2. I think it was called Coliseum Road to Freedom, something like that. Okay. But it was literally <laughs> a game where you're just like Coliseum fighters in Rome. I mean, this, I think it let me google it real quick. Came out in 2005, so 5 years okay. like it, you know, yeah. that gives you couple years after the movie comes out things are popular yeah so oh yeah, yeah i go out, i want to check that out i wonder if that's on playstation so but i like the i just like seeing like where he starts i like you know yeah. how he gains mm-hmm. the guys on the inside he's already like all right listen if we're gonna survive we have to work together we're, we are one stick together yeah stick together and there are so many really cool fight scenes in this movie so you really get a little bit of everything there's a love story you know, there is. That's and what like, I was saying. Like, that, you know, there's drama. That's and what I was saying when I was uh, explaining it to my wife. Like, there's there's something for everybody in this movie. You know, it's got, like, pretty much the best of everything. Action, drama. I mean, the historical stuff, the setting. Like, all of it is just so good. Um, But, yeah, working his way up the ranks with all the with all the other gladiators. I feel like um his friend, his gladiator friend there, Juba, the Numit. 
was it the Numidian? Numidian? Yeah, tribesman. Yeah. Um, I liked his character a lot. Yeah. Cool. Well, he was the, he was the, he was the brother in arms. He, he's the heart yeah. because like you're introduced with him just like healing, you know, healing the Spaniard. You know, the, he's healing him um, as he's like basically almost dead, and he's just like taking care mm-hmm. of him and like trying to give him like kind of some pointers, you know. Sad because you know that guy's probably been um, a slave for a while, and he just knows how to fight and all that stuff. But yeah, it's he kind of gives him the ropes, and they are pretty much together until the final act, really. Yeah, I mean, Mark or Maximus can definitely uh, relate to him as well because they're kind of going through the same thing. Like they just both just want to get home to their families. Yep. They know they have family waiting for them. Obviously, at this point, Maximus's family is dead, so. They're the ones waiting for him, but uh, they kind of push each other to, you know, keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they play off each other really well. They do, and they have that really good quote kind of between them, where it even ends with that whole kind of thing. It's like, do you think you'll see them? Yes, but you know, not today, kind of thing. Like, not yet. I ha- not yet, because I have to kill. I have to get vengeance. You know, mm-hmm. and then the other guy's like, I don't know if I'll ever see them, but maybe when I die, they'll be there in the afterlife. You know, then I'll see them, but you know, not yet. It's just like really nice. It's just like this movie is full of these awesome quotes, you know. And uh, I like that character. Uh, we jo- <laughs> we were joking in Discord about like I think it was Discord, right, with the the sequel talk, and I was like, give mm-hmm. me that if they're gonna do a sequel, like that yeah. guy would be kind of cool. Dave's no, like, how dare you? He's Jumbo happy alone. with his wife and kids. <laughs> yeah. These, he yeah, gets like... Yeah. The, he doesn't have like, to die. Because Russell... The, he's one of the only people that got a yeah, happy Russell ending. Russell gets like the, melodr- like the melancholy happy ending. Like, yeah, you get to die and go see your family. But Juba actually... I like to think that he got home and he lived happily till the end of his days. But... Yeah, probably. They also got that, that big-ass German guy. Uh, Hagen is his name. Yeah. But he's, mm-hmm. you know... He gets to be part of the crew, but doesn't quite make it home. Wah-wah. Well, it's funny because at one point he even asks um, Maximus, like, you know, where did you fight or whatever? He says something about Germania and that they took down the barbarians there, which made me think that he, the Hagen guy, was actually part of the people that, you know, they took over. He spoke pretty good English in the beginning. Though, so I don't know. He had I was an just accent. wondering, like. Yeah. Even though, you know, maybe he was from Germania and, you know, Maximus had a part in taking over his country that they were still able to get along and, you know, become friends in this uh, it's, it's city a, situation. It's a classic tale where, like, you take two soldiers from different sides of the war and throw them on a certain thing. I've seen this with, like, a movie with, like, you know, like... um a, a Japanese fighter pilot and American fighter pilot crash land on an island. Yeah, they live together. Right. There's even a, a freaking alien movie uh, from the eighties. I forget what it's called with uh, Dennis Quaid or something like that, where he's like on an island uh, on a, on a, on a planet and him and the alien are stuck on this planet. Inner space. Is that what it is? No, I think that's the one. No. No, it's a, no, no, it's a totally different movie. Well, anywho, people probably are shouting at me because they they probably know this movie, but um, but it's a common thing, yeah, anyways. Two, and you can two see that they, they, friends, these guys probably right? had that because, like, at this point, they've all been stripped away of what they were, and now they're just nobodies. They're literally right. it doesn't matter. Proximo's like, I'm not your mom. Your mom fucked up, but you know, I will, I will, you know, listen to me, and maybe you'll survive if you're good. 
You're like, that's yeah. it. That's your advice. And he does not give a shit about anybody there. They're even giving people like colors, like kind of painting on them and stuff like that. Yeah. I feel like the moment they really kind of all came together, all the gladiators was uh, the fight where all the chariots came mm-hmm. out. Cause that's the point where Marcus was or Marcus. I keep calling him Marcus. Maximus was rallying everybody. And like he, his military instincts kicked in and he was kind of commanding everyone so to do cool. exactly what he said. And like the only way we're going to survive is if we stick together. So follow that's me. That's probably one of my then... favorite fights of the whole flick too. Cause yeah. Oh, so like, good. like there's some nasty ass deaths in there and like just the coordination. Oh, the woman that gets up, she puts her arms <laughs> up gets and gets chopped in half. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, dude. Nasty. But yeah, that was one of the more interesting ones. Cause, um, I mean, the next one that it gets into, uh, is against an old undefeated gladiator that they pull out of retirement to with the tiger. Well, hold on, yeah. but hold on, but I don't want to go to that just yet because go go back to that fight though, where yeah, it's yeah. supposed to be a historical event because like Commodus is now like the emperor, and you know he's got like the hots for his sister, <laughs> you know he's he's got his eye on his nephews, like I don't know about this kid, and he's got that one senator uh, that's like kind of in his fucking ear, you know, kind of mm-hmm. puppeteering there a little bit. And uh, so he's running this whole, yeah, so this is like, he's seen this whole uh, event as like, kind of like, hey, everybody, let's get, let's do this. He's like starting to throw parties. He's like Robert Baratheon. He's just like, let's just party. Let's just, I want death. Let's see death. And um, he has this retelling of this battle, but the Romans lose in the battle because, you know, the Spaniard, Maximus, he got everybody to stick together and they killed everybody. They killed all the... I guess they would be gladiators, but like they, they won. The gladiators won that fight. And they're like, yo, correct me if I'm wrong, but aren't you, aren't we supposed to win that battle? <laughs> and uh, he's right. like, you're absolutely right. And suddenly he's like, and then he calls up more soldiers. And then the crowd, this is where it becomes, oh, yes. this is like the this big deal. The big crowd, yes. the crowd, he's got the crowd's attention now. Like what Proximo said, you get to win the crowd, you know, win your freedom. But he got the crowd to oh like we don't want him to die and then the emperor goes out there this was and he's yeah he, this was one of my favorite scenes in the movie, and you're like, like the well, reveal he's got that cool helmet and you're like okay well hold on yep. a second i was like you know because he's like no i was like what's your name he's like gladiator and he walks away and he turns his back on him <laughs> that is he's like, no how dare you turn your back on me so, so yeah he's forced to reveal his identity there i i just love the uh the tension in that scene too because he knows like how are you how are you still alive? You should be dead. I had you executed. But um, and then like you said, the crowd is the one that decides, like, he's gonna live. He won over the crowd. And so Commodus knew if he killed him right then and there, then everybody would hate him. So he had to work with the crowd too. So Max Maximus gains his leverage there. Rise! Rise! Fame is well-deserved, Spaniard. I don't think there's ever been a gladiator to match you. As for this young man, he insists you are Hector Reborn. Was it Hercules? Why doesn't the hero reveal himself and tell us all your real name? You do have a name. My name is Gladiator. How dare you show your back to me? Slave! Remove your helmet and tell me your name.
My name is Maximus Decimus Meridius, commander of the armies of the North, general of the Felix Legions, loyal servant to the true emperor, Marcus Aurelius, father to a murdered son, husband to a murdered wife, and I will have my vengeance in this life or the next. reason he's he's having all these games even though his dad is the one that stopped doing the games on purpose because he found them barbaric which is there's a line in there how it's like ironic how he's the one that brings it back in his father's memory but i think more importantly is how does maximus breathe with that helmet on it doesn't have any nose holes you gotta be okay. How does how does like Boba you got a Fett mouth or any that thing. anyone in Mandalorian armor? I breathe? saw it and I'm like, that looks so hot in there. I don't I don't think I would want to wear that. But no, the fact that he didn't he didn't have I mean, yeah, any he, nose holes to breathe through, so he had to be a mouth breather that entire time, which I thought was just kind of weird. Just a stu- just a stupid yeah, thing. Choose that, one that would sort of conceal his. Yeah, you're a weird dude. Yeah. I did hey. not. I've seen this movie. So I wasn't thinking right about that. If you're gonna be in, you're gonna be in battle. You're gonna be huffing and puffing. You don't want to be breathing through your mouth. Maybe it smells, and he doesn't want to smell the smell of death because he provides so much death to this world. It could be. I don't know. That was a great scene, though. That's where you, you get that little speech where he gives like the, "I am Marcus Aurelius," and blah 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 blah, and kind of gives like father to a murdered son, mother to a murdered wife, yada yada, and I will have yep. my revenge. <clears throat> That's. Yeah. That's when shit is that, shit is on. That's when shit goes down because I like shortly mm-hmm. after that, um, Commodus has his sister who like he's the only person he really kind of talks to. He's like flipping the fuck out. He's like, <laughs> well, hold on a second. If he's alive, that means people lied to me. If people lied to me, then they don't respect me. If they don't respect me, how are they supposed to love me? <laughs> and he's just like obsessed with him. He's yeah, so good. Unhinged. And that's like you 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 just know that he's like you know he's a good actor. In the beginning, but he really, I think, he goes down this path where he just cannot beat Maximus in the popularity game or in the in the battle. You know, he just cannot beat him. I love when the well, the main villain, even though how powerful and sneaky and dirty they fight, the main character just does not give a fuck, and I feel like it always is in charge and always wins. Basically, I mean, Commodus is you know he basically doesn't get anything he wants which is why he's a whiny little bitch he his sister denies him you know he well, wants he's to, trying bang to bang his sister, sister. So bad, like, she doesn't I don't want understand it. that part like his daddy didn't love him he's got daddy right. issues he's got weird he's got uh, weird dark circles around his eyes he's got like those i was wondering if he was like wearing makeup Pete davison or, butthole like, eyes wearing eye makeup yeah. I, I don't know I wasn't sure if that was intentional what? to make him. Look- <laughs> <laughs> you didn't like that one, Brandeis? <laughs> I have no idea what that even means. Those the, the, who? The Pete Davidson butthole uh, eyes. Sorry. Oh, from Saturday Night Live. Yeah, he's got like the dark, dark eyes, and you know he's got jokes in his oh. stand-up about that. But 
I'll stop saying that word for you, Brandon. Sorry. Oh, that's funny. I've just never heard a. <laughs> but he does like like he it gives him like that crazy like he's like hasn't gotten sleep or he's like I don't know it's just he's got a certain look to him where he's I think he's not the, getting sleep. You can that's see the why crazy he, back he passes. Back. Oh yeah, he passes out on his sister like later on. I don't think he trusts anybody. I think he's a complete nut job. I think he's not sleeping, and he probably is wearing makeup because he's also crazy and full of himself. Yeah. But I thought that was a cool scene where you just get to see him cracking and he just doesn't know what to do. And he just thinks like, all right, I'll just, he knows he has to kill Maximus and everybody's telling like Maximus, you can die any second. So he's trying to figure out, all right, how do I, I got to get this guy so I can fight him. It's fun to see like the, that character not in control because you see him kind of breaking down a little bit, like not getting, he's always fumbling. Yeah. He, He never, I feel like throughout this entire movie, he doesn't have control over the situation at all. Like, I feel like Rome is just in kind of complete chaos. They say it multiple times. Like Rome is just a mob and they're just feeding the mob with these, uh, gladiator games. So I feel like he doesn't have control over Rome. He doesn't have control over Maximus. Clearly he's got the upper hand. Uh, he doesn't have control over his sister. (laughs) Because she goes, Ew. she starts. To, this is the point where she, <laughs> she starts to go behind his back and formulate a plan uh, to take down Commodus and kind of overthrow him um, and bring uh, Maximus's army back to Rome to kind of overthrow everything. Um, and that's kind of the the main plot to uh, get Commodus out of power. Um, so yeah, I think. The this is kind of where we start to get into the final act of the movie. Um, well, well, hold on, sh- it, it, Dave did you know like he tries one more time and he has him fight the best. Un- oh yeah, yeah, we undefeated over this. Yep. gladiator. Yeah. So the tiger. Uh, that's that's the when because um, that's when Commodus knew it had to be him to fight kind of more or less or, or get him kill, like I gotta kill him off is what it is. But anyways, but before that, yeah, he has him fight this. Oh, Tigris the Gaul is that is Tigris from, of, uh, of, Tiger, Gaul. of Gaul? Mm-hmm. Yeah, who has a, such a cool looking uh, headpiece and stuff like that? That's oh, yeah. really sweet. I like that yeah. you can, you know, flip it up and down. The fight's not like terribly that. long. That's got to be. Kinda... That can't be very uh, practical, right? Like, I mean, you're getting. I feel like it looks cool. Maybe you're getting extra coverage on your face, but like. I don't know. I feel like your vision is very limited in that type of helmet. Well, I mean, like when the fights, like as soon as the fight starts, like his whole strategy is just like this berserker attack with like two axes and he's just oh, yeah. swinging with both hands. And really all Maximus has to, to do is just like defend for a little bit. And then like he takes the other side of an axe with a pointy part and he puts it through his foot. And this is, you know, they're every time Maximus gets to an edge, they pull out the gate and try and get a tiger to attack them. And like, it's pretty much stacked against them. It's those are real tigers, four tigers and this dude against Maximus. And he still does not give a fuck. So that's insane. It looks so good. That that was really cool. I love it. I love when Maximus grabs the ground, grabs the dirt, kind of rubs it, rubs it, gives a little, you know, I, I know like that's like, there's some things to it where like Russell Crowe said he he's a farmer, so like he likes to like do that as a farmer, and he's. I don't know, it also maybe... gives you extra grip. But I wondered if it had like, like a purpose. It's like LeBron yeah, putting the powder on. Mm-hmm. Puts the powder on before the game. Get nice dry hands. You don't get sweaty, clammy. The one hands. thing, 
during that fight was badass was he killed the tiger the tiger was laying on top of him and he was still (laughs) defending the attacks from tigris i'm like dude this guy is insane like even their best champion and like four tigers can't take him out like you can't you can't take this guy down right and then yeah like when that ends he's still tigris is still alive and he goes to Commodus and Commodus gives him the thumbs down for him to murder him. And he goes all stone cold on him. And he's like, fuck you. I'm not going to kill him. Mm-hmm. Throws his sword on the ground and then walks away. The crowd loves him even more I know. for that. That's, that's so badass right there. Maximus uh, the, the fuck merciful. you to authority. Maximus mm-hmm. the merciful. Yep, exactly. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think when, was it Lucilla, right? The sister? Mm-hmm. When she starts, because I know she she's visiting him and kind of like talking to him and like, I can't believe you're alive and blah, blah, blah. We gotta, but like they do try to figure out a way for him to get out because mm-hmm. his men are still alive. Cause she was contacted by uh, Cicero. Cause he's like, yo, we're, we're still ready to go. You know, like your men are still loyal, but it doesn't really happen because I guess Lucilla says something to her her son Lucius about Maximus being the savior of Rome. Oh, right. Yeah, they're playing. This is where that, the little kid like, spills the beans. It was all accidental, but she, you know, well, do you, like, she should she should have been careful with that. She but, would not mm-hmm. say that in front of your fucking kid. Kids are stupid. They repeat any dumb shit that comes out. Why would you hear. say it to end? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It should you know? never come out of your mouth. It's, that was silly. Which kind of seals the fate of a lot of people's lives, um, and yeah, it sucks because I like I like that turning point at the end. That fucking like, speech, you know. Yeah, you well, you think everything's you know work like, gonna work going according to plan. Yeah. You're like, oh yeah, they're gonna you know everything's gonna go off without a hitch. But then uh, they kind of get a wrench thrown in their entire plan. When you have um, and yeah. Commodus and the kid sitting next to him, and he's talking about the. He's telling the little story to his sister about like the busy little bee and the busy little bee, like how the, you know, it's this old fable about how they blood stabbed him in the back. And, you know, he's sitting there and he's just ready to kill the fucking kid at a moment's notice. It's one of those like super tense Joffrey don't know what the fuck they're going to do. Mm-hmm. So she, she ends up having that, to spill the beans. Yeah. And then after that, you get the gross scene where he's like. You will obey me, and you will give me an heir, and all this stuff. <laughs> like he's basically just going to, you know, he he told her like, if you try to kill yourself, I'll kill your son. Oh, that whole and reveal, like, that whole the way, yeah, the way he like the, that was a really good shot. That was a really good camera work. Like he's saying this stuff, and then the way it pans over, and it's, she's sitting right there as he's talking mm-hmm. about it. I was just like, this guy sucks. Yeah, he is Sick. the worst. Yeah, yeah, that's where he really uh, takes a turn for the worst. But yeah, a lot of characters um, get killed off in this whole thing because it leads up into, um, you know, Cicero. Well, they being... capture Maximus again. Yeah, yeah Cicero, Cicero gets, gets killed. Gets killed. They're sliding um, snakes into people's Proximo beds. I'm like, the one senator fucking... gets killed because mm-hmm. he's not he's not as on board with all this stuff. I guess is the one guy thought he was going to be because it's the guy with the curly hair. That senator just the fucking worm tongue guy. He sucks. Yep. But um. Yeah, they they kill off a couple of characters. Their Proximo dies. Um, Hel- Helgen or whatever. That his little, buddy, yeah, his, he his gets big buddy like dies. Fifteen yeah. arrows in him and mm-hmm. five stabs to the chest. So he's toast. Um, yeah, and then everybody gets arrested. Even Gracchus, that senator, he's like, "All right, 
this is insane. Like you just come, you're going to just win Rome and then just give it to the Senator or give it to the people or whatever. And he's just like, and he's like, I did it before I did. I did this with Maximus. Like, I'm sorry. Um, Marcus Aurelius, like I, mm-hmm. he offered it to me and I turned it down. So, um, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of cool shit that goes down in this whole, not cool, but just like, you think it's going to go one way and it goes another way. A lot of cool shit. Yeah. said the final, the final act of the movie was just fantastic. Like I feel like the pacing throughout in the beginning, it started off a little bit sort of slow, but you needed a little bit of that backstory filled in for you to really care about Maximus as a character. Um, the second act, I mean, which is like basically the entire middle of the movie was great. But the final act, I think is where it really oh, you're, shines. You're Everything comes together. Yeah. You're you, cause you know, Maximus and Commodus, you know, it's are going to have that final meeting in the arena. And it's oh. like, that's what you've been waiting for this entire movie. You, and you know, them like face off like Commodus is so, full of rage because he he he's been betrayed again but even by his own sister like he flips out in front of her he's, he's like yelling at her he's like you know like yeah and like he wants to be the he wants to be adored and loved he's like you know common the merciful and have i not been merciful and then he like Dude, screaming in her face yeah and... it's done what of my nephew what of his mother? Should they share her lover's fate? Or should I be merciful? Commodus the merciful. Lucius will stay with me now. And if his mother so much as looks at him, in a manner that displeases me. You will die. She decides to be noble and takes her own life. You will die. And as for you, you will love me. As I loved you, you will provide me with an heir of pure blood so that Commodus and his progeny will rule for a thousand years. Am I not merciful? So you just know that he just, uh, and it's like, yeah, you need to fucking fight, and you know you're gonna lose. Yeah. And then, and then that fucker stabs him. So then he walks up right to him, and he has that thing and all that stuff, and he says, you know, we're like we're like brothers. And Did then he like, smile for me, brother? And then he stabs him in the lung. Is it in the lung or uh, was it in the heart? Because that's what I was. My question. No, it's the lung. If it was a heart, so he'd be dead. Much. I, it, it was on the it was it was on the left side of his chest so it wasn't his heart your heart's on your left side punctured his lung 
been middle-ish though. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I thought it was upper. It was like it was like right in his. Because I don't think he should have died so quickly. I mean, I guess he, I guess your lungs just. He was probably bleeding out. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and I mean, we we all. Well, I mean, yeah, he's a dirtbag, but we also know that Commodus knows his way with a sword. He's just not. He's a school train. He's never actually had to get his hands bloody. Right. He doesn't know what it's like to fight. So he's, you know, kind of showed that in the very opening scene. He's like, knows what he's doing well, with the and, sword. But... And you can see, like, even with Maximus being stabbed and, like, him in rough shape, you can tell how much stronger he is than Commodus. He doesn't have his like, left arm in that whole fight, though. He's just... Yeah. And, and dude, I how mean, cool... He's so weak, but he's still, like, but just I, kicking I love how ass. Commodus looks with the white armor. And the light from above, and it's like that. I think it's masterfully shot mm-hmm. in the lift, right with the roses falling. Yeah, they mentioned something about the roses being good luck or something like that. And I'm assuming that this has got to be like one of the last days of the 150 days of the Colosseum stuff that's going on. If the if the emperor is fighting emperor, if Caesar is fighting one of the gladiators, it's got to be close to the finale. But yeah, seeing the seeing the arena with the roses and the white armor, yeah, that is badass. Yeah, it's Dude, beautiful. Yeah. I, I think Ridley Scott made this whole movie with some of these scenes specifically in his mind. I think he's like, I got a gladiator, he's gonna fight the emperor, and I think he was like, I'm gonna start here, and I think he's him, whoever wrote that, like they just they must have geeked out in the scene because it's it's really cool. In that, in the, the final moment where uh the, with the shields though like when they raise too with the shields and how they oh yeah, yeah covered yeah. and then they open and then up they, like it's, reveal them uh, and yeah. the music i mean the music throughout the whole movie is so good and it's just everything about that i can't stop gushing about that so. yeah yeah um but like the, the, the climax the the final point at the end where maximus finally stabs commodus in the neck and kills him like everybody in that arena is silent and like you're just waiting for something to happen, you know, because you can tell like nobody knows what to do. Like, should they cheer? Should they be happy? Should, you know, they don't know what's gonna happen next. And we're just kind of, I mean, as the viewer too, you're kind of waiting like, what's gonna happen? Um, and it all, I mean, it all works out for the best. But uh, well, Maximus ends up he, dying so in the end. It's wah, wah. it's like this sort. It all comes together too. Which why like this is a really good movie, but so a lot of things just work. But like you know, it's just well done. How, um, oh, what's that guy's name? That kind of more or less he doesn't betray uh, Maximus, but he doesn't. Quintus, really, Quintus yeah. right? He's Quintus, like yeah. the other military yeah. figure. Well, he was like his right hand man when he was serving in the military, right? And then he betrayed him. He just sides with like Rome, no matter what. He just doesn't. Right. He just. He betrays him like Dude. the entire movie, and then at the very last minute, when Caesar wants his sword, he just, that's when he decides to grow a backbone. He decides, yeah, right. So, yeah, so like, well, I, I feel slow to learn. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like at that point, it was more like opportunistic. Like he knew Commodus was, you know, going down, so he's like, okay, might as well help out <laughs> now. You Fucking know. Warm. Yeah, or maybe he was just stewing over it over yeah, over the whole time Commodus was ruling, and he's like, he's know. he's alive at the end of the movie. But it's cool that there's a circle of soldiers, and you know 
Commodus loses his sword, and he's like asking for a sword from his mil- from his own. Yeah, guy. not he's one like, of them. None of them. Take a step. He's like, nope, no, 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 no. He says mm-hmm. no. I'm like, what well, the fucking time you show up, brother? Like, what the hell, right. man? And then nobody gives him a sword. Pulling <laughs> up at night, and he gets his ass that's, whooped. I get that's kind of where you realize that, like, well, not realize, but like the the Eric mentioned the school training, the school battle training, and like actual real battle training. Like, there's a difference there. Well, and, you like, can tell. He basically, just overpowers him and stabs himself with his own knife in the neck with one arm. But like, yeah. and he's just kind of like flopping up against him. But like, if you were actually like a soldier or battle trained, you would know how to get out of something like that. So, yep, it's kind of a gruesome, weird, like gurgly. I don't know. There's some noises in there. So he's getting yeah, stabbed it's not, in the throat. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's why I, I kind of I felt like someone in the crowd at the end there, just like everything was silent, just waiting for something to happen, someone to say something. So. Yeah, I thought that was a fantastic conclusion uh, to a movie. And I I will say I got a little emotional at the end. Oh, there. dude, I cried. When Maximus totally, is dying totally and he's going, teared up. going, you cried, Brandon? You say you never cry at anything. No, I cry all the time. What are you talking about? You Are you serious? Me? You said, Dave doesn't cry. I cry. Maybe it's I just, cry at commercials, maybe, dude. <laughs> maybe it's video games. I feel like we've talked about video oh, games video that games have made never, us cry before. Video games are never... Okay, yeah. maybe it's just video games then. But yeah, I I got definitely got teary at the end there. It's um, so good. He's going it's so home. He's, it's it's sad, but it's also happy because he gets to go home to his family. You know. Maximus. Quintus. Free my men. Senator Gracchus is to be reinstated. There was a dream that was Rome. It shall be realized. These are the wishes of Marcus Aurelius. Free the prisoners! Go! I mean, they even give him the the soldier's death at the end, where like everybody mm-hmm. respects him more than Commodus. They carry him out and they just leave. They pick they him just up. Leave the fucking. I love that. They leave his dead body there. there. Oh, so good. Oh, like how much man. disrespect, you know? 
that's yeah. such a perfect like, ending. Fuck you, dude. So, I mean, yeah. Joba gets to go home and see his family, so somebody gets a happy ending. And yeah. Rome, like yep. like you said, it's the long way around to where like the rich, the film started because this is what Marcus Aurelius wanted the whole time. And it just right. took a whole bunch of dead people in the middle to get to it. So yep. eventually we get there. He fulfilled his wishes. Um, I will say, I mean, I told you guys this on Discord, but I think this might be one of the best movies I've ever seen. <laughs> why, so why do you say that? You know, we can wrap up here, you know, we're at the end. And, and what else can you really say? I mean, this movie's been around for a while, but for a freshie who's coming, coming in saying this is one of the best, what is it that puts it up there? Um, I don't know. I feel like I was, I went in not knowing, I like going into movies, not really knowing what to expect. Like I, I knew some of the actors that were in it. I didn't really know the story at all. Um, so I was glad to go in kind of blind, but like pretty much everything they pulled off perfectly. And it felt like an epic tale, you know, like such an epic story. Cause it goes, I mean, it spans over, I don't know if it's like it. I don't know how long the period is, but it feels like a journey from where Maximus starts um, in the military, gets betrayed, loses his family, and then he has to crawl his way back up, you know, the ranks of the gladiators. And finally, he got his revenge at the end there. Like, it's just a perfect story arc for such a great character. Fantastic villain, amazing cinematography, amazing action scenes, like great like, it's, it's a good it love story yeah. in there too like that's what i said it's got it it's got something for everybody and i think it does everything exceptionally well like there's nothing that i'm like you know like oh the action was okay but everything else was good like no everything i thought was fantastic so i i would put it up there with one of the best movies that i've ever seen and i whoa definitely want to watch it again soon Try out that extended cut. There's, I mean, I think there was only like 10, 15 minutes in there. There was one scene where like Commodus goes down, like I forget what happens after he gets told no about something. He goes down to like the, the catacombs and he finds a, uh, a bust of like his dad and he's talking to it for a second. He's, I mean, he's kind of just like emo whining at it. And then he like takes the sword and starts cracking it, like hitting the bust in the face. And it's just like an emotional scene of, comet is breaking down more but i don't know i didn't really notice too many other ones sprinkled in there there was the one with the the guys getting executed but i don't know i've seen this movie like yeah 10 15 times so i've i've seen it a lot but i also and i still do it's like one of my go-to uh, soundtracks for studying or like not studying I, in college i was studying to a, <laughs> yeah. working now working now you know like i would work i work i'll put this on yeah. and i love to work to like movie and video game soundtracks with you know not well, not much singing or something like that but yeah Hans Zimmer's actually got sued for this soundtrack by the oh, yeah, by well. the estate of Gustav Holt uh, the song is Mars Bringer of War it was in uh what was it in lately Forza 5 I believe it was in but it's like this people say that uh John Williams kind of ripped it off for the Imperial March for Star Wars too, but it is a uh, yeah. It is one of the more heard that song. badass fucking classical songs you mm-hmm. can bust out. But apparently, there's been no there's been no resolution to it, so I don't know. It's just a weird fun fact that I saw. Uh, going back uh, to uh, <laughs> going, 
Going back to Preston's question at the beginning, do you, do we think this is among Ridley Scott's? Well, it's definitely among Ridley Scott's best. Do you think this is his best? I mean, the next movie I I usually hold that it is his best. Alien, I think Alien, Alien. is his best. Blade and then Runner, I would say Gladiator. No, I, dude, watching Blade Runner, it, it's really good, but it's also really bad. It's weird. We're like, this is really good and really good. So I don't know. I think really, Blade yeah, Runner has yeah. some some bad stuff in it. I think it's bad sex scenes. It has some poor acting. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Lack of story, um, but it has an awesome villain and shit like that, but only at the end, you know? So I don't know. It's a, it's more about the visual and the atmosphere with that, where this through and through. I it mean, does have everything. Yeah. I'm excited to watch alien again uh, next week. And it's, I feel like it's unfair to compare the two movies cause they are different styles going for much different things. Um, but I would say just like gut reaction, maybe it's just recency bias. Um, just cause I literally just watched this movie, but I would say this is probably my favorite. Ridley I didn't really movie. notice how many Ridley Scott movies have Russell Crowe in him. I'm looking at. Yeah. Robin Hood, Robin Hood, body of lies, uh, a good year. And then gladiator. I'm not clicking through all of these fucking movies right now. Cause there's so <laughs> many of them, but it's kind of crazy how he can switch up styles too, where he can go from Gladiator and then the very next year he puts out Hannibal. And then in the same year he puts out Black Hawk Down, which are there's like He did Black know, Hawk Down? Black Hawk Down, yeah. I didn't Magic Men, Kingdom of Heaven, American Gangster, Body of Lies, Robin Hood, Prometheus. It's just fucking The Martian. Like, you know, he's just got okay. all sorts of fucking tricks up his sleeve, which Yeah. I wouldn't say he every one of his movies no, is good. No, some of them I don't. But it's been a long ass time since uh, somebody made a big budget uh, spectacle of yeah. the Roman times, which used to be old Hollywood shit, right? Ben Hur and all that stuff. But yeah. but you know, here he is making this, and I it's a it's I mean, a classic. Even this movie is it's getting old at this point. It is, old. you know, it's twenty two years old at this point, and it still looks fucking like, good. Like, it's only like six years older than I, or six. I'm years still shocked that we didn't notice that guy's face got swapped go, at the end of that. Go movie. look like at he it. Looks, like he looks, he looks crisp and smooth. Like I didn't. Yeah. I mean, if, I'll, I'll watch, to watch it again. That. But yeah. yeah, it's the night scene with the keys and stuff like that. You'll you'll see it when you see it. You're like, eh, but you really gotta look for it. But I think that's everything I had to say, I think say about good. this movie. It's a good movie. Yeah. If you haven't seen it. Well, whoops, we ruined a lot, but you should still see it. <laughs> and if you have right. seen it, you should. I, I, if you haven't seen it, I don't know why you're listening to this. All right, well, let's end here, and then we'll finish this episode off with a short little game. Uh, that is fact or fiction. Ooh, Ooh okay.
Welcome back, nomads. And here we are for a game. And I'm calling it Fact or Fiction Gladiator Edition. Uh, we kinda, yeah, we kind of talked about this in the episode where, I don't know, I mean, some things aren't really that accurate. Some things are, you know. We kind of talked over it, but I actually made sure that we sped through that. I don't want to deal with that because... Ooh. Do I have to know my Roman history here? Leading the conversation. Leading the mm -hmm. witness. So each of you guys are going to get uh, a character from this movie. Hold on, let me and pull all up you my have... Wikipedia. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> all you have to do is just say fact or fiction, if they existed. So are they a real person or fictitious? Sounds all easy right. enough. Wait, this is... I got a number. These are people from the movie? Characters. Gotcha, okay. Got it. So... Are we going <clears> to <throat> are we gonna alternate? What are we doing here? Yeah, so... Number in my head... Between one and ten. Okay. Whoever gets it right or is closest gets to go first. All right. And go. Seven. Um, five. The number was eight. Ooh. So, David, you nice. will be going first. Winner. So, can I steal <clears throat> if he gets it wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right, Dave. Yep. That's me. Proximo has a sister named oh. Lucilla. Proximo has Not a sister? Not Proximo. Commodus. Commodus. Has a sister. <laughs> has a sister. Yeah. Uh, they call her Lucilla. Was that her real... We know that Commodus and uh, Maximus... Well, Maximus was fake, but we know that... Uh, mm, Marcus Aurelius. Marcus Aurelius was real and Commodus was real. But was his sister actually uh, based on a real person? Yes. she. That is fact. She is a real person. Whether they had weird yeah. brother-sister interrelations, I could not claim. But. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. She is real. She actually uh, tried to have him assassinated um, in, oh. in, in real life. Damn. Um, Good for her. Yeah. All right, Eric, your person, your character is Proximo. Proximo. Proximo made up for the movie. Was he based on a real person? Mm, I did a little bit of looking, but not enough to know this. Um, I'm going to say he was fictional. <laughs> did you just say factional? <laughs> Fiction. All right, he is not real. No, I'm sorry. Apparently, he was based off somebody real. Oh, man. Really? Was yep. it... Do you have any... Was it Proximo? Was it, is there another Proximo? He, they just said that Proximo is a real person who was a former gladiator, I oh, guess. But damn it. Sweet. You know, cool. Maximus wasn't real, so like... They, like, I, like some characters are real, some are not. They plucked them around. They kind of... Blah, 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 did the did stuff to make the story. But anywho. Okay. Maximus had a buddy. His name's Cicero. Mm, I know that Cicero. Name. Yes. So, David, was Cicero based on a real person? I don't know. If or I've is he fictional? Just heard it from, like, Shakespeare. Not Shakespeare shit, but, like, Cicero seems like a fairly common. Not common, but <laughs> seems like a historical name. I'm going to say that they were real. 
from my research, he was fiction. What? And I believe There's your no thing Irish is Cicero from Rome. Cicero was from Red, the Red Bull animations. Cicero, right? Mm, Red Bull. Red Bull gives you wings. Oh, I don't know Cicero from there. No, I thought his name was Cicero. That it might be the, from a game it, or something. I'm thinking. It does, yeah, probably from the Colosseum game. Maybe. Yeah, it was it was a bit tricky, um, but I, I did the best I could to find ones that at least I could find some some proof that they were real or not real. Doing so, some, okay, some hard fact finding over there. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was a bit <laughs> tricky too. Wikipedia just didn't didn't have what I thought it would have. Um, okay, so Lucilla, Commodus's sister, had a son. His name was Lucius. So was Lucius, Eric. Hmm. A real person, or was he fictional? Um, I mean, it's. I feel like it's likely that the real Lucilla might have had a son, but hmm, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say fiction. I am sorry. He was a damn real, it. <laughs> he was a real boy. Damn it. Oh. Well, this is not my game. What do we have? What's the score? Me with just one? It's, it's it? just one. One. Yep. Uh, David. Mm. Uh, Tigers of Gaul. Tigers of Gaul. Was this guy, was he actually a real gladiator? A real undefeated gladiator of Rome? It sounds. It's a pretty badass name. But. Hmm. It, sound, it, it seems too convenient for him to just slide into the story. I'm going to say that's fake. From my research, I only found one thing that said that he was a fictional character, and I couldn't find anything else that proved that he was or was not as well. So um, for, to my knowledge, that he is fictional. Hey. Damn it. Dave has two. Damn it. He really had that right. sweet-ass face mask. <laughs> only a couple left here. All right, ready? Uh, Eric, mm. Senator Gracchus, the guy that the guy, old guy that looked kind of like a cat. He was like the good <laughs> one, though. He's like, all right, Maximus, like if you win this, like you're just gonna give us back Rome. That guy. Well, was he a real senator of Rome, or I've was he made up for the movie? I think I've said fiction all so far. I'm gonna stick with fiction only because. In the real events, it's not how, you know, the story happened. Like, there was, I don't think there was a, they didn't, well, it's after Commodus was killed, it didn't go, just go back to Republic. I know that. Right, right. So I'm going right. to say fiction. Senator Gracchus was a real person. God damn it. <laughs> what the fuck? All right, this is, David. This is right. You got, yeah, two nothing. This is the last one, so. I'll let you answer for fun. Um, and if, if Dave gets this wrong, Eric, I'll let you I'll guess. steal. I can steal. Yeah. All right. Quintus. Was Quintus the other military guy? The, oh, the dark with the helmet? Yeah. Mm. Quintus was the one that uh, betrayed Maximus and didn't s stick up, know that Commodus killed. So that guy, the guy that like, at the very end is like, showed up at the end. Don't try your sword. He seems, like yeah. a, he seems like a minor character. I kind of am doubting that he's real. I'll say that he's fake. Fiction. Apparently he was a real dude. Oh, really? 
He's a real dude. Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Interesting, right? So I don't know. I All thought right. I thought that was yep. So that's okay. It. Who were the? There was Dave. only what two fake ones. There are only two fake ones. Yeah, uh, Cicero and uh, Tigress of Gaul. Well, I said fake for all of them, and I got it all wrong. Real. Yep. Hmm. So it's not a very accurate movie, you know, from like helmet design to catapults and trebuchets or whatever being in in the woods in the battle. That's only for like sieges. But um, there's some things that they got right. I don't I mean, think they even said, really wanted to. Cicero's it said a real that uh, it said that Ridley Scott brought in like histor- historians to like get a lot of the stuff historically accurate, and then he turned. Then he decided no, they could, that's boring. Right. though. So right. I mean, that's, he that's did common yeah, with Hollywood. Right. He brought him in, and then he's like, yeah, yeah. He so he he tweaked a lot of things just to make him you know fit with what his vision was. So yeah, eh, who needs yeah. history well, to make a good movie? You don't. Apparently, I this was kind of funny that I read this too. Like, gladiators would come out and like advertise products to the audience and stuff. It's but, pro wrestling, I'm telling you. That's... Yeah, <laughs> but they they took that out because people thought that that would be people would think that was fake, but that was actually real. So I thought. Could that was you imagine? Funny. Have you had wine? But have you had <laughs> right. Bacchus wine? Well, stop on down after the fight to check out okay. some Bacchus wine. <laughs> Buy one, get one. I also thought it was really funny. I didn't mention we were talking about it, but they were. Remember when they were throwing bread out to the crowd? Yeah. Like in in, in the whatever. It just made me think of like that's like old school T-shirt cannons, just launching <laughs> stuff into the crowd. Loaves of bread. Yep. I mean, you know, they don't have snack vendors. I was just thinking that you could yeah. just sit there, watch the people get murdered, munch on some bread. You know, could you imagine? Have, yeah. have yourself an afternoon. You know. <laughs> sure. Drink some wine. Most people die. <laughs> well, so, yeah. So. Yep. All right. Well, that was Gladiator. Uh, glad you liked it, Eric. Um, it was really I cool did. to visit this movie. You know, with a more of a critical eye, and uh, that it holds up. So, yeah. I had a lot of fun talking about it. Uh, next week, we're going to be doing another Ridley Scott film, but we're going to go back in time to a movie that takes place in the future. <laughs> um, Marty McFly. Yeah, one of his older... What's it? Marty McFly. <laughs> back oh, to the future. Yes. Ridley, Scott, Ridley Scott joint. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Alien. <laughs> yes. um, we're going to be talking about Alien next week, and I believe we have a guest for next week, so that'll be exciting. Oh. And yeah, so other than that, I don't know. Is there anything else that we have to say? Nope, I think tell a friend. You know, it really helps. Um, yeah, we're having a lot of fun. We have this new format. We're trying to make things a little bit shorter. Um, sorry, Jake. I know that you're a big fan of the show being a little bit longer for the work week, <laughs> but uh, but for us, uh, we're gonna just split some duties and kind of cut up and move some things around. But duties, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think this one will will stick with me for a while. So I'm glad I finally got to watch it. Nice. Um, I'll just wrap up with our social here. You can follow us at Nomads of Fantasy on Twitter and Instagram. You can email us Nomads of Fantasy at gmail.com as always with whatever, pretty much anything. Uh, visit the Nomads of Fantasy.com for all your nomad needs. And <laughs> I, be- I believe with that, we're out. Safe travels, nomads. What kind of nomad needs do people have? <laughs> <laughs> Um, you go to the nomadsoffantasy.com and find out.